Sun Tzu once said, It is more important to outthink your enemy than to outfight him. Keep this in mind as we discuss today how on earth the United States is selling its oil to China and what does it mean to you. My name is Dr. David Waralu. My name is Dr. Ross Stewart. And you are watching Geopolitics in Conflict. In Saudi Arabia, where President Biden today wrapped up his first trip to the Middle East as commander in chief. For the first time ever, the average price of gas nationwide has hit an unprecedented. What do you expect the trend to be in gas prices? We don't know how long this is going to last. We are very focused. The question now becomes what this latest move will mean for prices going forward. You know, our president is now in the Middle East. What's that about? Indeed, he is in the Middle East as we speak. As a matter of fact, uh, the trip was from 13th through the 16th. So his first uh, stop was in Tel Aviv. Then he will go to the Palestinian territories. Then he will fly from Tel Aviv directly to Saudi Arabia. Direct flight? Direct flight, which from the optics of it, that's a big deal. Oh, yeah. A flight coming directly from Israel to Saudi Arabia. Of course, so. it's Air Force One, but... Oh, yeah. Yeah. And we're not going to talk about that because the most important thing is oil. So it becomes the question, what is truly the objective of the president's trip to the Middle East? Do tell. Well, oil seems to be the driving force because we all know, I'm sure you are witnessing the uh, fuel prices at the <laughs> gas pump, you know, and given that Saudi Arabia and United Arab Emirates did not answer the phone when President Biden called a couple months ago, now he's going there physically. The question is, will he achieve anything by convincing the Saudis to increase oil production? You know, I can hardly wait for an answer to this because it looks so iffy based on the history here. It is indeed, and given also the changes on the geopolitical landscape. Oh boy. Because one of the key things that has not been reported aggressively here in the West is that the Saudis and the Russians are getting closer when it comes down to the energy. Because remember, one of them is OPEC, one of them is OPEC plus. Yes. Saudis is OPEC, uh, Russia is OPEC plus. So, so it becomes a question of whether the Saudi is going to really respond to America's request because let's just say it straightforward the reason why the president is going there is going to beg for oil because remember the first two attempts with Venezuela and Iran didn't work it didn't work even the current administration saying that we might consider lifting some sanctions <laughs> it's like come on it's a joke you know because realistically how do you expect you sanction countries and expect them to work with you? I just don't see that. And this is what I'm going to do at the whiteboard. I'm going to break it down as to how come all of a sudden the news or the information is coming out that we are selling some of our oil from the strategic petroleum reserves to China. Let's do break it down on the whiteboard. Indeed. Well, like Ross and I, we discussed earlier, the question becomes is how come the United States is selling its oil to China, India, Europe, when we need it the most right here at home, given the prices of what's going on. So 
That's why I'm going to be breaking down a few things for you to understand this within the big picture. So where this oil is coming from? It's coming from what we call the Strategic Petroleum Reserves, the SPR, which they are about different locations in the United States. Usually, the SPR uh, should have about 700 million barrels in the reserves in it. As of today, there are only about 568, based on the last research that I checked only last night. Find out this number. Why that is? So if you happen to be an American, you will be floored to learn that the United States made the decision to withdraw about 1 million barrel a day for six months. That's what President Biden signed on, which is the equivalency of about 186 million barrel of oil. And that where is coming from? It's coming from the SPR, the Strategic Petroleum Reserves. And that makes you just wonder, why are we giving our oil, that's our own asset, giving it to China, giving it to India, giving it to Europe, and yet American people, like you and I, if you happen to be an American watching this, are paying high prices at the gas pump. It just it defies logic. And I am like struggling to figure out the rationale for why the government will even do that. It just doesn't make any sense. Well, here is the answer as to why. The reason why, which the government never disclosed, is that Congress decided to sell oil from the SPR to pay off some of our debt. It's like, come on, you want to do this? First of all, why are you putting us in the debt in the first place? Why are we borrowing more money in the first place? Second, you are, you, the government, using the SPR assets, the energy assets, because those are very, very crucial. While at the expense of the American people. You all know what the prices at the gas pumps are. So that is the point. So it becomes the question of, uh, as a matter of fact, uh, research by uh, an oil company, petroleum entity called uh, uh, Gas Buddy, and I'm going to provide you the link for it. They found out, and they've been taking stats uh, for about 20 years, about the consumption of energy in the United States. And what they found was, between November 20 and November 21, energy prices went up by about... 66% just in that year. So, so in the case of, you will be asking you, if you happen to be American again watching, why are we selling this and why? That is the reason why. So we can pay off that. So the United States about, sent about 5 million barrels to China and sent also to India and EU. Mind you that China and India, both of them now are benefiting from oil from Russia. China's increase in energy spending went up to about $19 billion. India's spending in energy went up to $5 billion. That's extensive, but also that gives you an idea about the importance of energy to any country. As we always say, the three main things that no, other, no country can live without, is it energy, Water and food. Yeah. Any country cannot survive without those. So the question becomes, uh, of course, for India and China, they cut a deal with Russia. 
thanks to our decision of sanctioning the Russian oil. And that gives you an idea right there about the impact of geopolitical decisions onto the economy that trickles down to you and I. That is the point. As David so clearly pointed out on the whiteboard, fear, uncertainty are very reasonable things for you to be experiencing. What does it mean when your company, for example, doesn't know how to invest in the future? It doesn't know how to plan. Does that impact your job? Matter of fact, might your job actually go away? That's something to be, feel very afraid about. What about the uncertainty that we're all experiencing and the stock market, the bond market? These things are, are cratering as we speak. And we take a look at commodities. A shipping container, $2,000, now it's astronomically higher. What does it mean in terms of cost? What does it mean in terms of your company? What does it mean in terms of overseas shipping? So we live in a time where fear and uncertainty are the rule of the day. Well, you know, as you very carefully explained on the whiteboard, uh, this is a complex situation. And it's not so easy to figure out exactly what's going on, especially when the government doesn't give us sufficient information ahead of time. That's why people rely on people like us. You're absolutely correct, Russ. I like what you explained also on the whiteboard about the fear, the uncertainty, the, the, the anxiety that people are, consumers are worried about where things are headed. But this is also where geopolitics comes in to play a role into any decisions you make geopolitically will end up having economic consequences. Europe is witnessing this and we are witnessing this right now as we speak. Here's the real conclusion here. There's so much going on and it's complicated and, and it's not, nothing here is easily resolved. So I think what we can expect is not much change going forward, at least in the immediate future. You're absolutely correct, Ross. Well, we look forward to seeing you next time. As always, stay informed. Till next time. Bye-bye.